Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Out of Spec Podcast. It is International Podcast Day, in case anyone's listening on the day we release this, Thursday, September 30th. Um, so happy International Podcast Day, which I just found out was a thing. Um, but welcome to the Out of Spec Podcast, where we talk about lots of cars, all things cars. And uh, today I'm joined by Mike Reeling and Ben Spreen, and we will have special guest Logan Rudrian asking some questions about one of our topics, which will be Tycon related. We're going to talk about Tycon, Cross Turismo, um, some Miata leaf peeping I've been doing, um, Genesis GV60, breaking news, unveiled specs, the Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xE is finally announced, and some Rivian R1T first drives. Um, but first, a quick word from our sponsor, which I will be giving the word. Uh, <laughs> EV Wash is our sponsor, and they, um, they actually make cool products basically to wash your ev you can actually watch it wash a gas car as well but um they are pretty environmentally focused and environmentally centered and the big thing that separates them from a lot of the others are their actual aluminum bottles which are reusable and then when you need a refill you just order the refill which comes in a paper kind of biodegradable pouch um, which saves money saves the planet saves trees which by the way they plant a tree for every product purchased so support the sponsors who support us um, and go when you check out with your ev wash kit you can use code out of spec with capital o capital o capital s 30 for 30 percent off your ev wash kit so thank you ev wash um, let's get started with the elephant in the room which is Porsche Taycan. Um, I think Logan is here with me, so I'm going to bring him in. Um, Logan, welcome. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Awesome. So I've got Ben Spreen here and Mike Reeling, and we are excited to talk about Porsche Taycan because, well, I just got one as a press car, so my first time driving actually any Porsche for a long period of time, but um, first time with a Taycan. Um, ben, you've probably been around Taycans a lot. Um and Ben just ordered one, right? Yep. I just uh, put my deposit down yesterday, yesterday for a uh, rear-wheel drive model. And it's actually, I have to make sure I'm very happy with the spec because it locks in and goes into production basically on in like three or four days. So, oh, geez. Excited. Get it this year, though, which is nice. By December, I'm told, December 17th. Okay. Yeah. So, Logan, when did you? lock or order your it's not locked in yet right uh no it's not locked until next tuesday nice so you have uh, time cool. <laughs> Wait, is and it I the did same that. mine locks <laughs> uh probably yeah actually yeah the fourth what's the fourth hey mine's monday i guess nice um so yeah i've got some i think some visuals 
to look at for yours. Um, some renderings, I think. Let me see if I can mm -hmm. share these. Um, and so you said rear wheel drive. So yeah, that's like pretty. So it's not, yeah, not cross turismo. This is like <laughs> a, I don't know, a fun. It, it appears to me as like a fun drift spec version of a Taycan. Kind of. I mean, <laughs> I have a Model 3 performance now. And the only reason I upgraded to that over my Model 3 long range, I mean, the acceleration was nice, but that wasn't the main thing. It was because of track mode and being able to slide it around and be irresponsible. Uh, yeah. But the actual raw performance, I don't necessarily use every day. And so I was like, man, I just kind of want to have something that's fun to drive still uh, that I can slide around that's electric. And well, there's kind of only really one game in town there right now, which is uh, Pycon, you know, rear-wheel drive for that. So, yeah, it's an interesting process to order, I guess. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about what that process was. And Logan can let us know if his was any different, but probably similar. Um, yeah, yeah. feel free to uh, just chime in as, as I'm going through it. But I think the Porsche order process is really cool, especially if you've come from, say, Tesla, where you submit an order and then you just kind of wait and hope and there's not a whole much uh, information when ETA is concerned. You just kind of get it when you get it. But with Porsche, once you've got the allocation for your order and you put it in, you log in and you can see how many days are left until each step and what each step is. And they explain what the car is going through as it goes to the factory and the processes and shipping. Um, right now, they only do this for Tycon 911 and uh, Boxster came in 718. So I think it's rolling out to more cars, but they call it track your dream. And it's really cool because it even gives, tells you how many miles away the car is. It's currently 4,343 miles away, which is useless information, <laughs> but I really like knowing it. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. And you get to, you know, see all your information in there as you adjust it and, you know, order your car, which is nice, but uh, it'll be a 22. I think it's going to be one of the, not the earlier 22s, but kind of early ish for a 22, which is nice. And uh, for me, that matters a lot because it's the first year they offer Android auto in Porsche. <laughs> and I need that because <laughs> I'm getting up my, in. yeah, I have to plug in still, but oh. I'll live. So yeah. your, your oh. number there. 26002 uh, uh, 26 uh, 26999 so you're probably ahead of me yeah that must be why it's a day ahead interesting <laughs> I don't know and commission numbers I think count up for the whole that's what that F26002 is um, I think those count all models so like a Cayenne a Macan and a you know Panamera or whatever are all going to be labeled with the same commissioning number stuff and it just loops between you know because f or you know whatever letter is next presumably um i don't think they've got a limit on that but that's pretty cool that's actually really close then do you know when yours is coming in you're getting cross turismo i heard yeah for cross turismo it's supposed to be delivered the 31st of december but we'll see oh, wow. with, with supply chain issues and everything else so yeah who, who knows in this world things are getting dicier and dicier Eve, though <laughs> that would be a heck of a yeah like christmas present <laughs> i guess they so, won't be on the same ship unfortunately that would be way too easy <laughs> well so mine, mine would go in through houston and yours is going in through uh georgia or florida looks like right yeah it comes in through um jacksonville although but maybe it's the same boat and it makes it step but you know it does its second stop uh, in houston or something but i don't know if it takes two weeks for them to unload and get to the next spot necessarily um, interesting when we get to that stage you'll have to compare notes and see what boat they're on <laughs> see yeah. who's got the faster boat so yeah logan you said um you got like a last minute delivery because like most of the cross turismos were like next year i think is what you said yeah the uh the the dealer that i worked with um they had to trade with uh, another dealer um they traded a panamera actually to to get a slot for me which oh. was super awesome and they were actually able to get it in a day um the sales associate was fantastic for that but um yeah normally they they were out for for this quarter and the the next build slots would be first quarter of 22 uh when their next allocation came out if they got any so i was very lucky to be able to get one that's awesome that they're able to swap something for it because uh i've seen the work that goes into that and uh it's not as easy you would think with non-built products it'd be easy to exchange one fake thing for another fake thing but it requires a bit of coordination between the uh, different stores you know it's, it's like swapping inventory that's already there almost without shipping 
So Logan, uh, go a little bit into your uh, spec that you have chosen thus far that has not locked in. Like what colored exterior did you uh, choose? And Yeah, I did uh, black exterior and then the black chalk interior. Oh, um, I, I do. I do car wraps and black is the best color to wrap over. Oh, so, cool. Uh, that's why I just yeah. did black. Yeah. Save some money there, but uh, got oh, all definitely. of the got all the fancy dynamic controls so dynamic chassis torque vectoring rear wheel steering Ooh. all that stuff so <laughs> you're making ben that's jealous be nice those are the things i currently want to add to the rear wheel drive but they all are you have to get air suspension to get torque vectoring which is the thing i really want and so it just snacks into this like forty five hundred dollar thing to get a feature that's about fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> what yep, are you we'll gonna see. wrap it do you know no i don't know yet i gotta i gotta play with it i've been looking at the configurator the mamba green looks sick <laughs> On the configurator, um, uh, some of the blues look good too, but yeah, I'll just have to play with it. You can always like pick a existing Porsche historical color and kind of match that closely. And then when people ask what it is, you can actually give them a Porsche color, which Porsche enthusiasts always seem to love. Yep, it's true. I mean, Jordan <laughs> knows Jordan knows what my current uh, Teslas are wrapped, uh, pretty bright and crazy. So uh, we'll have to see what oh, color fits well with, uh, with the Cross Trismo. Ah, found a picture. I was looking for this. Uh, these are our oh, that's sweet. Teslas. Oh, that's cool. So they're both they're both black, right? And you wrap them, correct? Wild. So <laughs> black's good because then when you open up the doors and stuff, the door jams are black, which is a lot less exactly. noticeable than say, blue or red or something. So what Model S is that? Is that a one hundred? P one hundred seventy five D twenty eighteen. Oh, cool. It it looks like it's fast, but it's it's not. It's just all the body. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's still yeah. fast. It's still a, it's still an EV, still a Tesla, but yeah, of course. I've never driven a Roadster, but I've spent some time in Model S. Actually, a seventy five D and an eighty five plus because I owned a P eighty five plus at one point. But I get what you're saying about the seventy five. They're not like the fastest thing, but with it being an EV, it, it always feels a lot faster. They're still like exactly. four point. Four or four point five seconds. Oh, yeah, they're four three. Slow. They're like kind of quick. This is what yeah. EVs have done to us. They've ruined our our <laughs> sensation of like what's a quick car. Like, <laughs> like I feel like I have to make an excuse for a car no that's drama. You know, below or above four seconds or something. You know, if it doesn't start with a three, it's kind of slow or something. Or is that supercar territory? Even not long ago, I would think. And not to diverge into into Tesla too much here, but so the car was five point two zero to sixty. Mm-hmm. on delivery <laughs> and then a few months later software update 4.2 uncorking yeah fantastic. yeah so. my uh father is a 2016 model s 75 g that got uncorked and that made a big difference because yeah it was 5.2 in that car and you know it was like a whole second or something like that 0.9 maybe that's impressive so this this tycon cross turismo on paper then will be slower because it's supposed mm-hmm. to be 4.8 yeah but well it, it'll feel fast i mean we just got out of a Tycon. <laughs> just the rear-wheel drive one still feels quick, even with uh, launch control, which you, every Tycon, I believe, has. Ben would be able to it's, know for sure. Yes, but standard. Um, but it's interesting. I think the Tycon for me has really cemented there's like two types of acceleration. There's 0 to 60. It's an off-the-line shove, and Tesla's did great, where you, you, you know, from a stop, you get everything the car can give, and it kind of does die off, and you even feel that at like 45, 50 miles an hour, where that dip in power happens and and Tycon kind of operates differently, especially a rear wheel drive one because it launches kind of so-so it's all right. You know, zero to 30 is not the most impressive, but that like 35 to 70 or 80 is really, really fast feeling. And, you know, to my butt dyno, almost felt like faster than the, my model three performance. I'm not sure if it is, but it, the sensation felt faster and really in the car is kind of what matters truthfully and how it feels. <laughs> it just feels sportier it, it's been interesting driving like tycon and tesla back to back because they a lot of people compare them so much but they feel like such a different car like mm-hmm. i think the tycon is generally genuinely a more engaging driver like tesla after a while felt a bit more like i don't know appliance like still fun but like the wow factor kind of wears off a little bit Whereas mm-hmm. the Tycon, like, um, I got some pictures. I took it up Lookout Mountain Road oh, yeah. above the clouds. And it was, like, just twisty road. I had so much fun. Um, nice clip. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was a photo of your shoe. <laughs> yeah. But it's uh I don't know if it even plays videos or is it playing? I don't know. But it tried. Yeah, yeah it, it might not. It struggles, but oh, that looks great though. Like what a driving road for the Tycon. And it felt more engaging than any like I think the Teslas are actually good performance. But mm-hmm. it's just something about the Porsche like sitting position and cabin environment and feel like it does feel much better put together than probably any tesla until maybe the current plaid i haven't really compared them back to back um but it feels very well sorted and well made um plaid is fast but not really an engaging driving experience outside of acceleration i kind of thought maybe yeah. it'll get better with updates to yeah. the torque vectoring but didn't really but having feel like, like game changer having like and i i didn't know what to expect because this is you know base Tycon like not fast but it still I mean way faster than my Miata so it still felt fast to me <laughs> it's very but low it, actually, bar. It, it actually fit more of the perform like the Miata is engaging because it's fun in the corners and it's fun you know anything but a straight line and the Tycon actually meets both pretty well like it has that straight line fun wow um, not quite as much as like P100D and other top performers but you also take it into the bins and it's like the suspension's fantastic um it's got sport and then sport plus those both make a difference and um logan i did just test right before this the gravel mode which i was doing 60 miles an hour and it still kept it in gravel mode like high (laughs) i know that was one of your questions um so that was pretty fun you know if you put it in full lift it'll only do it up to 25 miles an hour but gravel Mm -hmm. mode which is fairly shorter you can do for i mean there's some major speed bumps at the bottom of this road and they like didn't really phase me much of course i went back over them later in like low <laughs> and it was like rough. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the difference between like firm and soft on tycon suspension when you go into the settings and choose it is really really i was drastic. floored the yeah the like gravel mode it felt like comparable to like cayenne on like a big bump and then low it was like what 40 like 40 some millimeters of travel difference plus i was on the sport plus suspension so like <laughs> zero comfort that was rough <laughs> <laughs> i think you know and, and logan probably it'd be interesting to hear his perspective but for me the big thing is i think the model 3 can be an engaging driving experience anytime i've had it kind of on the track or up in the mountains on really twisty roads in track mode and really get into the flow with it I think it's quite fun and nimble and it moves around a lot with track mode. You can really get it to, you know, initiate oversteer just off regen. And like, I think it's a really fun experience there, but the problem is I get to do that. I don't know, two to four times a year, whereas I have to drive it every day for work and, you know, running errands, all that sort of stuff. And in those scenarios, I'm unhappy in the car. Unfortunately, I used to like it more, but the noise NVH rattles just, fit and finish is kind of bothering me. You know, there's a slightly rough road, not even bumpy, but just rough surface that makes everything in the car buzz. And every morning it drives me up the wall. Uh, and I used to love software updates, but I feel like lately they've made my car more buggy and annoying to use. So for me, it was just sort of like a, how do I get an engaging drive experience all of the time, yeah. which the Tycon really seems to handle well. I'm kind of curious, Logan, what your uh, urge to not necessarily ditch Tesla, but to, welcome the Tycon into your driveway it was. Yeah, it was, it was kind of uh, instigated by my neighbors who uh, have a Cayman <laughs> and a Macan GTS, um, both of them are GTS, uh, and are ordering a 718 Spider. Uh, and I've done a bunch of uh, uh, PCA uh, race events with them and got to ride along uh, on High Plains Raceway uh, a few weekends ago with one of them. And just like you said, the, the Porsche driving dynamics are, are incredible. Um, they were the ones who recommended I get all of the, all of the chassis torque vectoring, all the things I mentioned before, just so it's, <laughs> it's highly engaging all the time for exactly the yeah. reason you said, Ben is, I mean, you're going to drive it more so, you know, just around, around the city and you can have a lot more fun if you have those features. I think so. Yeah. And did you, so what is your build? Uh, you, did you have like dynamic chassis control as well, or yep. just the uh, rear steer and PDCC, uh, rear steering, and the torque vectoring plus. Oh, wow. That's going to be fun. That's a good combo. We had a, a turbo we were driving recently, Tycon Turbo, and 
when you're low and firm in that car and in sport plus like the the way the whole car moves it's almost like a snake you know when you're making quick you know just zigzags for the sake of it almost because it's really you know the rear comes at a different angle it's i really like yeah. it i think it's the rear wheel steering experience. was very impressive I was going to say, add, adding on to the, you know, why, why did I want to uh, go for Taycan? Um, part of it was that, you know, I like the S. It's, it's, it's nice. It's big. It's comfortable to drive. Things like you guys have said before. Um, the Roadster is fantastic for the dynamics, but it has zero comfort. And the Taycan <laughs> is like the best mix of both of those. It's like, you know, both of those had a baby. Um, yeah. But it's German. And I love, I love the German build quality and uh, finishes oh, yeah. and all the things you guys have said, too. So, and I've a great charge for, curve. Yeah, I've been waiting for you know a, a German car that that has uh, decent specs uh, and can compete with Tesla. Um, I've always been a German car fan myself. Man, that's that's good. I'm very jealous you're getting the the cross turismo, you know, the wagon in layman's terms, because that's the one I most want. Uh, it's just not eligible for what I'm trying to do, <laughs> so I have to go for the regular style. I, I keep yeah, saying, oh, the next EV I want is an electric wagon. And yeah, I'm, I it. I'm very dis- <laughs> very disappointed that they don't bring more wagons to to the U.S. I'm uh, I'm yeah. a I'm a car guy myself. I'm a low low seating position guy, uh, not an SUV guy. But having that utility is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And you Definitely. got the 18 way seats, right? That was a big Ooh. deal because you experienced some. <laughs> yeah, my my neighbors that I mentioned before uh, in their mm-hmm. Macan, they have the 14 ways, and then the came in they have the 18 ways so they're like come to our garage and just sit in one and then sit in the other one <laughs> so did that and it was like 18 ways are just fantastic with they're you know, way tighter change those, change those bolsters yeah yeah i'm going very base on a lot of things like eight way seats no memory this car i'm trying to justify it in my head as if i can make the pricing work out to the same as my model three which i can currently sell for quite a bit in the current market uh so i'm trying to like balance that which Maybe not the right way to go into it, but for a two, three-year commitment on a lease, that's, I think, going to do me fine until there's uh, something else. Maybe Macan GTS Electric or something when that happens. Who knows? Well, I don't really want an SUV. I'm hoping there just becomes another cross Turismo I can look at them. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only thing that could get me out of the Miata would be uh, Electric Boxster. But that's probably a different price point for sure. Um, <laughs> I, I actually... After talking to Logan last night, I decided to build my own. Um, so I guess I can oh boy. share share that on. <laughs> what, I've what, built many. What was crazy was the configurator was really struggling. Like I don't know if you guys have had any issues. Um, oh yes, but it, it was sometimes it's very good. But if you leave it idle for a long period of time, it loses whatever connection it is to those backend servers, and you kind of have to start over. Yeah, it seems like they're re-rendering everything piece by piece on server side every time mm-hmm. I made a change. And at one Correct. point, I broke it. Like literally. Sometimes you'll <laughs> click something, you have to wait a second for it to actually visualize it. I yeah. think it just it's com- there's like a compositor or something on a server that takes all these checkboxes, layers them up, and then sends you a single layer JPEG back. Yep. Yeah, so at some point, I selected some option that apparently broke the JPEG entirely, and it put that little, like, can't display image thing on there. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so that was rough. But no, that uh, that Mamba Green really grabbed so, me. Yeah, so... I know this is your hypothetical car, but I still <laughs> need to critique it slightly. Uh, you Uh-oh. should do the black trim around the windows instead of the chrome. <laughs> Just oh, I thought, that, I thought I, oh, yeah. I had that spec on the 4, and then I upgraded to the 4S, and it must have cleared it. Mm. Probably. Um, so yeah, 185 grand, uh, you know, That's the, it. the price for the equipment alone is more than the Lotus Amir I would want to buy instead. So, you know, <laughs> it's getting pretty close to the price of my Tycon. <laughs> yeah, my oh, options gosh. are Ben's Tycon. Uh, I think mine's like 89. <laughs> I, I'm, dying, I'm dying to find someone with the Burmeister sound system because I want to hear $7,000. It's I very good. I want to hear it. <laughs> it's very good i think in the porsche world i have some opinions when it comes to sound systems the standard sound system in every porsche is awful it's just they're not good Mm -hmm. they're like 120 watts so they have no volume they have no definition not very much quality but let's say you're buying a convertible and you drive with top down fine you know podcasts it's fine bose is not amazing either which is probably the most common you'll see it's like 1200 dollars on most cars yeah um 
I kind of feel like I'm buying bows so that I'm not getting the bad sound system rather than buying bows for the sake of having the better one. It's like, <laughs> so, I'm paying $1,200 to avoid that one, not to get this one. <laughs> but I, I will say after driving like dozens of press cars, the bows in the Porsche is actually one of the better Bose systems, I think, mm -hmm. if not the best, because a lot of different brands use Bose. Um, theirs, for some reason, is tuned possibly the best. Uh, I will say I liked it better with surround, like all the Bose ex extra stuff turned off, like just yeah, all the Bose you know gadgets enhance those. Yeah, they're not real in air quotes in my head. Um, the the Burmester is good. It it's for me maybe up. Uh, I'd have a hard time deciding between that and the Volvo's Powers and Wilkins because I really like the sound profile in the BMW system, and I don't know if it's better. I just think I like how it sounds more. It's half the price. <laughs> I mean that, hey, that factored in Powers and Wilkins hey, and the Volvo. Hey Jordan, can you go? Can you pull back up that configurator screen real quick? Yep. All right, Logan. I have a question. Which wheels did you pick? I picked the Cross Turismo 21s. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Go. I was hoping you would say those. Those are my personal favorite as well. That's the best wheel. Come on. Once it, it might not render, but I know what they look like. <laughs> That's a good it reminds me of, reminds me of a, a, some kind of a cool fancy pocket knife or something. I don't know. It just it, it looks sick. Yeah. 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 I think it's one of the cooler like wheels I've been in a long time. <laughs> um, where's That's that very cool. window trim? There we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. I fixed the wheels too. <laughs> is this a problem that I know positionally where things are in the um, configurator? Oh. Like someone's like, oh, I want to look at this. And I'm like, oh, I know exactly where to find that. <laughs> yeah. So how, how many so hours, Ben, do you think you spent going through the configurator? <laughs> even, after, um, even after you signed, you submitted the deal, right? Because I've actually changed my config twice now since I actually signed the deal. I... <laughs> I had them, I was able to basically, I had a weekend to do everything before putting it in. So I didn't, I haven't changed it yet. Um, there, I'm kind of going back and forth on the electric sport sound personally. He has the second build ready to go though. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> I do. Um, generally at any given time, I know my unlimited budget spec of every single Porsche model. And then I also know my realistic version of every Porsche model. So I uh, I spent way more time than I probably should, and more than that's healthy in Porsche configurators, I would say. Wow, it's finally rendered, and this is exactly what I would order. I had the wrong wheels on there. I didn't realize that's that. about what I would do. I think <laughs> I would do that or Neptune Blue. I really like the Neptune. Ah, oh, gorgeous. Mamba looks really good in person, though. Uh, it does. Ben it's and I just fun. saw a Taycan Turbo S with like every single option box selected on it. Oh, uh, in Mamba Green that looked amazing in the sun. Yeah. Uh, it was the first thing we saw driving by. We, that's why we stopped in to look at it. Mm -hmm. So, Logan, this is the color I want my Miata wrapped. I have okay. decided. Uh, so <laughs> on, on yours, I know you were debating power charge port and also the thermal. I have strong glass. opinions about power charge port, but I want to hear your thoughts before I, I ruin everything for everyone. <laughs> so yeah the power charge port i was going to ask uh ask kyle this uh hoping he was going to be on to to know um kind of what what he would spec on there since he's driven so many of these things um <laughs> i think it, it it looks cool um just to have it kind of fold in and i think when you're at a public charger not having the the flap open if you will for vandalism or you know what have you uh that was kind of my reasoning the one thing i would be worried about being in colorado um is you know freezing does it still operate when it's super cold, I know people have posted about, you know, Model 3, Model Y, charge port door getting frozen um, when we get a, a big uh, ice rainstorm type of thing. So, yeah, curious your thoughts, Ben. So um, I have probably, so I work for Porsche, so I interact with these cars all the time. And so I feel like if you're a slightly impatient person, which I am slightly, I'm probably more than slightly impatient, uh, the power charge port door is obnoxious because it just you swipe and sometimes you got to swipe again to get it to move. And then you kind of, have to, I feel like I have to wait. Whereas with the manual one, you can just click it and open and go. Uh, and there's no weirdness. And I have once encountered where like a car wouldn't let me open either for some reason. And I kind of had to just like, let it sit for four minutes before it would do it. And that was probably a one off. It was a really early built 
um, Tycon. So it was on like 2020 original software and had never been updated. Uh, but I think they, I never thought about it, but having the port, the flap open is a little more exposed. So that is a concern. Um, but the speed at which like you can use a manual one's nice. For me, the biggest deal is the vent behind the front wheel though. That's on the door on that fender that goes between the, the uh, door fender and like wheel well. When you get the power charge port door, that becomes a fake vent blocked off. Whereas if you have the manual charge port door, it's an actual air vent that runs between the, the two, uh, which does improve cooling and range, well, cooling for the brakes and range for the car. So that's my reasoning to not get it at this point. But uh, super, super interesting. I've never actually heard that detail before. <laughs> yeah, it's something that is sort of an unknown thing. But if you look at one, like if you're getting into the driver's door in a car that's got the power charge port and you look down the fender into that gap where you would expect the air vent to be, you'll just see a black plastic piece on each side that blocks it off because the mechanism takes up that space. Wow. Uh, so Ben, have you ever heard of anyone having an issue with the power door like freezing over though? Or just software? Um, no, you know, we're like in the South see. here, North Carolina. So I haven't really heard anyone having cold weather issues because it's it doesn't snow really if it snows it snows one day um so i don't think it'd be like the way the mechanism seems to work i don't think it'd get frozen but i think if it was open in snow it might have trouble closing i don't think it'll have trouble opening though if that makes sense because hmm. hmm. it's it's it doesn't like you know it's like a, a the fuel no, i guess charge flap and then it has a rubber gasket surrounding it that's fairly loose that just pushes up against the back side of the fender. So when it comes in, it just pulls in and goes up. So I don't think it would have any trouble doing that. But like if it was snowing and the thing was plugged in and you know you got like ice filled up in there, that would probably be where you have a challenge more than anything. And what about there is convenience with the power flap, like you know, we're used to with the Teslas. And what about the um, thermal noise glass? Like what Ooh. how much of an impact does that make? Um thermally it's a about the same as putting like a almost as good as ceramic tint on. So it makes a good difference there. The noise helps a bit. Um, I actually think it's great for cold weather. So actually in Colorado, maybe a good idea because you don't feel that cold air kind of falling off that side window onto your arm while driving. So I, and it doesn't fog up as easily because of that insulation. Um, I'd probably get it if, if you, if it fits into your build budget, you know, comfortably. Well, you may, be, uh, you may be convincing me to switch the power charge port door cover up for something else. <laughs> switch yeah, it for the glass. <laughs> nice. I just, are there any... I, I, yeah? I was going to say, are there any other um, interesting uh, hidden build changes like that that you just mentioned? Um, that's probably the biggest one that like most people didn't seem to know uh, at Porsche when they were like shown that. Like, oh, wow, who, no idea. So that's a I know big that, one. You know, the, like um, the, the compartment under the trunk in the back uh, is smaller or larger depending upon base on system versus Bose or Burmester because of the software. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's probably the biggest thing besides that. There's not a whole lot, um, especially on Crosshairs mode because it's, it's uh, uh, what seating are you doing in the rear? Are you doing the two plus one or the just the, uh, the base two seat? Just the in base. The rear? Okay. The only thing I can think of there is when you do two plus one, that center seat you know, half a seat, whatever you want to call it, I think can fold independently. So you can get like a ski pass through if that's something you need, um, as opposed to having to fold both seats down. But that's, that's really it. So it's only um, 60, 40 if you don't get the two plus one. Yes, correct. Um, or it might be 50, 50. I can't remember. I have to actually like look to, to remember on that one. <laughs> and four zone climate's interesting because you get that screen in the rear, but then you also get the digital aiming air vents in the rear versus regular manual <laughs> air vents, which I prefer the manual air vents in the rear, at least, because as a driver, you can just kind of like reach back and make sure they're on if you have pets or something back there. I was slightly disappointed, though, that they didn't make the manual vents still at least look like the auto ones, because the auto <laughs> yeah. ones even look like you, you should be able to manually move them. Yeah, so they could at least kind of do. design. I tried. <laughs> I think I, I everyone does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even the Panamera has that, like a more traditional looking yep. air vent, but without the tab, you kind of want to like poke at it still because yeah. it just looks that way. Um, hmm. I have to think. Is heated windshield an option still in this market? That's probably useful in Colorado if you want. I it. did not see one. Okay. Then maybe it might just be I've Cayenne. I've seen that either. But, uh, hmm. huh. 
Electric sport sound is something if you want, you need to do up front because it's $2,150 to do it after the fact. Worth knowing. <laughs> I, I was wondering uh, your opinion on that too, because uh, I feel like that's, <laughs> that's probably something that more people who are, you know, more um, typical uh, Porsche owners or coming from an ice car type of thing would maybe option for more than folks like us who are coming from an EV land where we're used to I the feel, silence. Yeah. I feel like because I'm used to the silence, I want it just to have the toy. It's, it's, it's funny. It's silly. It's kind of just fun soundtrack. And uh, I, that is the thing that may end up getting added to my build in the next two days here. I'm not quite sure yet which way I want to go, but uh, that is Hmm. that's a tough one for me because I, you know, a lot of people say, Oh, an EV that makes fake noise, that's cheesy or whatever. And it is. And I agree with all those points, but I do like it. So <laughs> I, you know, like I disagree with myself on it basically. So I think it's, you know, for 500 bucks, you know, I wouldn't have it over other things, but I'm still tempted to maybe throw it in there. Um, are you doing sport? I take it you're doing sport chrono too, right? No, I did not do that. Um, because oh. when I test drove it, uh, I was like, "What? What's what's the use for this dial? Because I can just change this stuff on the on the dashboard pretty easily." Um, the only reason why I was going to get it was to get the GT steering wheel. Mm-hmm. But then I yeah, you get the, oh, yep, the, button, the dial. Right? Yeah. But then I was thinking I, about like, well, where, where do I normally hold the steering wheel? I don't even hold it where the where the extra bolsters are. Anyway, I normally hold mm-hmm. it kind of at the top uh, when I drive. That's just my normal my normal seating position. So. I yeah, think it's tucked that one out and went with the rear wheel steering instead. That's not a bad idea. Uh, it's a tangible it's feature. I think the biggest thing without Sport Chrono that I wish I would get Sport Chrono for. I mean, you get better battery cooling profiles for hard driving, which I think really is only going to matter on the Nurburgring more so. But <laughs> going to range mode because you have Sport down on that center lower display and that toggles between Sport and normal. But to go to range mode, you have to go to the main screen, hit the car button hit drive and then hit mode and then hit range, which is a little bit of a thing. If you're going between range and say sport often, which I feel like I will be doing, but it's not a $1,500 problem that needs to be solved in my mind. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Logan, the one that you drove did not have Porsche sport sound. No, it, it, it did I actually drove a rear wheel drive in the spring. And then I drove a uh, forest uh, later last week. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's what kind of really cemented it for me. Both of these sedans, uh, of course, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, as soon as I, you know, show up to the, to the dealer and they're kind of walking me through the car and configuring it, they're like, Oh, let's turn this thing on. I'm like, no, 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 don't turn it on. I'm like, I drive a Tesla. <laughs> I'm used to the quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I think this sport yeah. sounds a novelty that will wear off, which is why I'm leaning away from adding it mostly. Cause I've just had EVs with it. And I, I think 99% of the time it will be off. So that'd be my logic you, on it. And you, you can still hear the, uh, the motor spin up. And, and that yeah, you still hear stuff. Is cool. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not a purely silent EV because there's a little gearbox in the back. There's kind of like mechanical noises, which are sort of pleasant to hear still. I like um, the sound a lot. Yeah. You, I don't know if it's maybe worth in Colorado. You can do all season tires, I think, for zero dollars as an upgrade on your twenty uh, ones under I the wheel accessories. Okay. Yeah, I would say that's probably worth it if you don't want to have to switch tires as often. Um, but then I'm going summer right, here because we have no need. My, my awesome Porsche friends are like, you shouldn't do that. You should have dedicated summers and winters because you'll just get better driving experience <laughs> on both sides of it. Yeah, it. they know. are right. But I'm also lazy. So <laughs> I would probably go all seasons out there to be lazy. Although in I, a real drive car, I might have to have dedicated winters. I don't know. I have gotten it down to like five to 10 minutes to switch because I have summers and winters on different wheels entirely. Um, so... I'm getting it faster and faster. I really need a quick jack. That would be so fast. <laughs> well, the Taycan weighs, I think, 5,400 pounds or something yeah. like that. So maybe maybe than, not 54, but it's over 5,000 pounds. More so than double little... my Miata. <laughs> yeah. I need some good jacks and whatnot for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's Taycan. we got to get oh, to our other... Did you do... Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, last thought. Uh, right. Do you have adaptive cruise in your build? Yes. Yeah, and, okay. and and the the lane keeping in a drive. Um, oh, oh, that, cool. that oh, was yeah. actually one of one of the things I I actually good good you brought this up. That was one of the things that I was hoping that it would fit inside of my budget to be able to put in because that's one of the things I really like about my Model S on the highway is it's, oh, it's yeah. just much more relaxing and and de-stressing to drive because it's just it just cruises along and just keep your hand on the steering wheel type thing. So 
um, I think those those systems uh, will make me happy for that type of situation when I don't want to be fully engaged with driving. Mm-hmm. So that Inno drive, like how good is that over just having adaptive cruise control? Because I saw the two levels of options and I was going to ask how those are. It's pretty good. It's not autopilot per se, because autopilot is very unique where Tesla autopilot, if you're on and you want to like turn the steering wheel, it goes, okay, I'm done. I give up your turn. And it won't let, <laughs> there's no collaboration. Whereas in like InnoDrive and a lot of other uh, manufacturers systems, you know, when it's steering, you can still like grab a steering wheel and like move it around in the lane and it'll just kind of come back to the middle again. Um, so like it, it's, it's not going to have quite as much steering authority. So it won't be taking as sharp of a turn, but it does do things where it speeds up and slows down for turns even off the highway. So like if, you know, assuming there's no red lights in front of you or something, it'll like slow down to let you make your turn off the intersection left across traffic or something, you know, and uh, it's actually quite good for that sort of stuff. It's got some clever stuff put into it, I think. Interesting. Yeah. My press car has just adaptive cruise control, but nothing else. And it's, if you have adaptive cruise, you can software um, as a service monthly subscribe or one-time purchase the inno drive on top of it, I believe. Oh, Nice. I have I have one more question, Jordan, before you switch topics. Yeah, yeah. For Ben, <laughs> so uh, coming from Tesla World, right? Like you said before, we're used to getting software updates, maybe even sometimes daily. Um, and you know, Porsche is obviously new to this, and they did a big update uh, to get the 2020s up with uh, some of the current models last year, um, earlier this year, I should say. Um, what What do you feel like is going to be a, a good cadence for that, and are they going to be able to do the same types of you know, new feature releases as, as Tesla has been able to do? Um, probably not. I'll just be realistic. I don't think we'll see, I think we'll see bug improvements and fixes. Um, there were some things they added, like I think Apple music uh, was added at one point or Amazon music was a software update. And then there was something to do with the, I'm pretty sure ambient lighting coordination to the album art cover or something weird that was like part of an update that I thought was kind of interesting and lyrics on Apple Music. So they've done some like features. They're not like, I think what Tesla's doing with their infotainment is really cool because as much as I think the games in my car are pointless and I'd rather them focus on other things, you know, (laughs) ideally, uh, it is cool to get an update and be like, oh, I have this whole new feature, like the hold mode, which changes the way that car drove for me on the Model 3 at least. Uh, in a very positive way. I don't think we'll see very drastic things, but I think we'll see things to keep it up to date and hopefully some, you know, a feature over a year or two, but I, I'm not expecting anything, anything radical um, necessarily. I'd say make sure yeah. you like it as it is. And, you know, I wouldn't expect anything, but if you get anything, it's nice. I mean, I know I, I've, I've said this, others have said this and you probably experienced it too, but um, you know, getting a Tesla, you're like the, the car is, better probably now than when you bought it mm-hmm. aside from the bugs there, there are some <laughs> bugs but um that's that's a really unique uh value offering i should say um, oh yeah yeah i hope other manufacturers kind of catch on to that to that trend um and hopefully they do with the Titan. i i'd like to see it i'm not because porsche buyers and as a brand they have a little bit less of a focus on technology in that area as like gimmicks you know whether or not they're gimmicks you know they still add value in the tesla i would say like maybe not farm mode that adds zero value but other things you know might be gimmicky but add some like uh the theater mode i will say watching netflix in the car i thought why am i gonna sit in my car and watch netflix but i might have lunch in the car or something and just pop up a youtube video which is quite nice and so giving up that will be a little bit of a shame but I think you, with Porsche, you almost have to look at the car as, well, this is a car in the traditional sense, but it's going to be a very good electric car in that traditional sense. Yep. Nice. I'm well, hoping yeah. I won't feel left out, though, when all the news of updates <laughs> comes for the Model 3. <laughs> That's good. <gonna, laughs> you know, when there's like an update, I'm like, man, I really wish I had one to play with. But I can always find someone with it to just see it or watch videos or something. That's true. Well, yeah. Thanks for joining us, Logan. Uh, you're welcome to stay on or head out, whatever you, you prefer. But yeah, thanks for some, having me, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah nice meeting you. Got some great Tycon in the future. Congrats on the Tycon. Yeah, looking, that's awesome. You too. Looking forward to <laughs> seeing <you>. how <laughs> it wraps. You have to come back when you get it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
We'll we'll do some wraps and we'll have a New Year's stuff. Day uh, Tycon extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, All right. Hey, cheers, guys. All right. Thanks. Yeah, take care. So, in EV news, we've talked or I guess complained about the. Uh, <laughs> Genesis, GV, sorry, Genesis, Genesis GV60 before. Um, but tonight <laughs> was their, or last night was their official unveiling, um, which tells us the actual specs. Um, still don't like the car. The wheels surprisingly don't bother me. I don't know why, but Genesis look current cool. wheels, especially in person, look amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And I think their color is great too. But the styling is just a little funky um and we've already talked about that but what we know now is well what we already kind of knew was the same egmp platform of the hyundai ionic 5 and kia ev6 um which hopefully kyle will tell us all about how that drove pretty soon um you can look at our videos on out of spec reviews on youtube because he's he's driven pretty much every car ever at this point Uh, (laughs) yeah he has a pretty in-depth video on the ev6 it's pretty good very informative very cool car. I'm super excited for it to hit the market over here. I yeah. think it would do very well. And if this Genesis is anything like that car to drive, which who knows, it could be a little less sporty than the Kia. Maybe it's a little more grown up. Um, and the, if anything, the interior looks really nice uh, yeah. on the Genesis for sure. It looks like a nice place to sit. But oh yeah, the specs are, you know, they're pretty impressive, to be honest. Yeah, so 77.4 kilowatt hour battery charged from 10 to 80% in 18 minutes at 350 kilowatts. Um, Very we'll, of impressive. Course, be testing yeah. more on the charging curve and everything, but um, even slow charging is now 11 kilowatts. Um, and then there are three versions so rear wheel drive, all wheel drive, and then all wheel drive with performance. Um, so rear wheel drive is 225 horsepower, 258 pound via torque. Not the best specs, but range is 280 miles, which is really solid for the market. Um, and then all-wheel drive, you get more power um, and more torque, but range drops a bit. And these are like aren't EPA range numbers as far as we can tell, so we can't really say how accurate it is. But you can expect base model longest range, performance model least range. <laughs> so speaking of the performance, it is the the pair of um, full-fledged motors for 429 horsepower um, with the same 446 horsepower as the mid-tier. Um, and so less than 230 miles of range. Um, but you also get a boost mode, which in my head is just like nitrous from Fast and Furious. You get 10 seconds. I hope it makes a noise. <laughs> you get you get that all of the power for 10 seconds at a time, um, which will get you to 0 to 62 in 4 seconds flat. Uh, which this is slower than the EV, uh, G, uh, sorry, Kia EV6 GT. Mm-hmm. That's something to note. Um, people expected the Genesis to be the best of everything, but it, it kind of depends. It's almost like Kia has their kind of, um, yeah, just you know, super performance GT version versus Genesis is more focusing on the luxury aspect while still uh-huh. being fast i mean this is faster than the tycon we just talked about at least the base tycon so i just see this is very important i see the word drift boat yeah i'm a fan of this yep, so we're like getting everything it. i've ever said about the styling <laughs> we're jumping ahead because that word jumped out <laughs> yeah yeah so there is a drift mode for quote drivers who are looking for a more dynamic experience Agreed. Uh, <laughs> that's straight from the genesis press release yeah so so this is um, pretty exciting. Uh, there's going to be e-motor engine noises, which I'm really curious to experience because Genesis is the only press car that I have not turned off the fake noise for. Oh, um, because <laughs> high it's, praise, actually. It's actually that good. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, <laughs> I mean, who knows? It might be like Porsche Sports Sound, except included in the car, not a $500 option. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I, I still want to see it in person because there are yeah. like renderings and stuff that I've seen that I hated. Um, but then I see like the car in person. And it's like, oh, perfect. Um, I do want to mention Ben fixed the styling. 
Uh, yeah, I just stretched it so it was not as tall looking and made it flatter. <laughs> oh my it really God. does look way better. It does. That's what it is. It looks like a jelly bean from the side. It looks like an EV6 now. Basically what it yeah. looks like. I felt like the styling isn't <laughs> awful. It's just like they wanted to make it look like, you know, a bigger, more imposing thing, except it's kind of small and goofy looking. Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone's on about, you know, the BMW i x4 thing about the styling but apparently the interior of that car is amazing for the best interior bmw's done in a decades the, and the i think IX? this genesis is probably oh, yeah. yeah that a full electric bmw that's coming as out as bad as it is outside it's excellent inside i have to yeah and i think this <laughs> genesis looks better than that car on the outside even mm-hmm. though i'm not so much a fan of it but i think the interior will be it's real big bright spot because that's what it is on the current Genesis lineup. I mean, I was just in a 2022 G80 the other day, a sport prestige model. So basically the loaded one. And it was amazing. It was way nicer than any German rival. It's such a nice place to be. That huge screen just has such a presence. Apple CarPlay is the 3d gauges look great. Oh, I didn't have the 3D gauges on mine. That's... Yeah, this one did. I didn't spend, like, I was in and out of it, you know, over the course of five or ten minutes. But just, I sat in it just kind of looking around and feeling things while I was in there. I'm like, everything's put together well. I mean, Genesis is on a roll, so. Yeah, I want to I want to experience the 3D gauges. Because if I can summarize Doug DeMiro's year of 2021, it was his obsession with the 3D gauges of Genesis and then his plaid video. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but... You know, I guess Genesis, they're putting, uh, for some reason, they highlighted like, a real metal badge on the car. And they're really proud of their <laughs> little lightning bolt on the C pillar, which did, looks like a Tesla logo flipped kind of sideways. Um, but yeah, they, they think it's a lightning bolt because that's creative, I guess. But it, to me, it just looks weird, like, I don't know, chrome accent that i would want to do it looks like someone tripped while they were drawing it (laughs) and then put it to production oh it's a lightning bolt identifiable i'll give them that um i wonder i'm really curious about the interior because we had the gv80 a while ago and i spent some time in that and the first 24 hours maybe 48 hours of that car i was like oh i love this thing it's amazing so much features it's so nice and then after like it was almost like I woke up the next day and then I hated it again. Not hated it, that's strong. But I realized like the honeymoon phase on that car is so strong because you get so much value. And then when you start scratching below the surface, yeah, it's not dynamically quite as good and stuff, but that was sort of their first like big thing. And so I think that I'm sure they're learning as they go. They're going to have nicer materials, better insulation, better suspension tuning. Sounds like there's going to be a lot of interesting drivetrain tuning happening here. I'm really excited to see where they go because... I wouldn't say it's a $95,000 car for $45,000 like some people, but yeah. you know, maybe we're getting for $45,000, $67,000 for a car, which is great, you know, by yeah. comparison. Yeah. So that's basically what we know all the update. Oh, there is a face recognition camera in the B pillar. So you can mm-hmm. unlock your car with face ID <laughs> essentially. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. It's, yeah intriguing genesis says this is athletic elegance and i do beg to differ but you know <laughs> i feel like that's what i look like right now and i'm just on the sofa eating popcorn yeah like i look like that car there's beauty in the eye of the wow. beholder um and there's also <laughs> beauty in the eye of the designer and we're seeing those that dichotomy now um also fresh news right off the press is jeep grand cherokee with the four by E that we've seen on the Jeep. I had the Jeep Wrangler four by E for a while. Yes, it was did. awesome. Uh, and this makes total sense. I, I think the Wrangler in some ways was like the one that made the least sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, other than like realizing how amazing it was to be off-road with all electric. Um, but it's really cool that they're bringing four by E to the rest of the lineup. I would assume they're starting small um, with just a couple of models, but now we have the grand Cherokee added to the mix. Um, same range, actually a little bit better range stated the four by E claims 21, the four by E Wrangler claims 21 miles. The four by E grand Cherokee claims 25 on the Wrangler. I got at least 25 every time, sometimes more. So it looks good in that trim level. Yeah, yeah the, it looks like it only comes in the Trailhawk, which is very cool. Yeah, 
Um, oh, so it'll be on Limited, Trailhawk, oh. Overland, Summit, and Summit Reserve. So even more trails than the Wrangler. Um, so same exact... Almost all of them, I take it, or the majority of them? Yeah, same exact powertrain to a T of the Wrangler um, as far as 2-liter turbocharged engine combined with the electric motors making 375 horsepower, 470 pound-feet of torque. 17 kilowatt hour battery with roughly 15 kilowatt hours usable. Um, so that's cool. And so it's, yeah, basically slightly more efficient than the Wrangler. But other than that, I bet you, you, you would get 30 plus miles of range out of this thing. Yeah. I, I, especially in the right trim. Yeah. I'll be testing it for sure. Once we get it, um, <laughs> this is, yeah, it's cool. I, it's not, you know, there's not a lot to talk about other than, I think it's going to be nicer interior wise than the Wrangler. That's what, that was one of my picky parts, but I realized the Wrangler is not made for luxury. So I had to like have that caveat, although it was really comfortable, just wasn't like smooth or anything. This was probably, this will probably be a really great place to be. And it's cool that they have plug-in hybrid with the Jeeps. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, it's very cool that they expanded it away from just the Wrangler. So It'll probably also, sell very well. Uh, yeah, they also have the uh, passenger display. So it's basically say, a Taycan. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically a Taycan. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of a, I don't know, quick, cool thing. I think uh, this is it, probably the best the Jeep uh, Grand Cherokee's ever been. I, obviously. I, I mean, it looks like a big upgrade. Uh, I haven't seen whatever this good sort of off-roady, I guess it's a trail hawk or something. That looks great. I've yeah. seen a lot of the base ones and they, I mean, they look like they're a base one of whatever yeah. they are still, but I mean, the interiors of the higher trim cars look really nice. Um, yeah. It's I definitely guess. a car that I would always, I sort of wondered like, why would someone buy a 2020 Grand Cherokee compared to like <laughs> anything else? Like they feel like really just not competitive <laughs> vehicles. And now it's all of a sudden incredibly competitive in its segment and it looks, looks apart and people seem to be eating them up right now. Yeah. So capable off-road, not quite to the extent of the Wrangler and definitely not to the extent of the Rivian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> For nice sure. segue. Yeah. So wanted to end with some quick notes from our friend Tom Alagni at Inside EVs um, and also State of Charge YouTube channel. Um, he had some time at the press event out here in Colorado with the Rivian R1T. And uh, we won't play the video to like, infringe on copyright or anything but uh really cool lots of like crazy difficult trails um and they just kept getting more and more difficult apparently they got to the point where rivian had actual professional spotters to like make sure they were getting through okay um <laughs> but it it was it's impressive um definitely check out this video on inside ev's youtube channel um because i mean it just gets me more excited for the Rivian and yeah. Tom gives oh, a, that's nice, all it did. a nice good like close up view. It's a very detailed video. Tom is great at that. He like really dives into all the details. Um, so he looks at the bed, the whole cooking kitchen thing, the like three person tent. Um, he goes kind of all in and also does, you know, the off-road adventure basically. So really pretty sweet. Uh, it makes me just so excited and it's like everyone goes into these reviews expecting, you know, the brand to like really talk it up and then they try to like tear it apart, but it's amazing how little bad press Rivian is getting. I mean, people speculated cause they first gave it to motor train and that's it. Um, so it's like, Oh, they're trying to control the narrative a bit, but now that they're getting all these other journalists in it and still having a great like outlook. And then you also have, they brought like every color, <laughs> Um, compass yellow oh that's the spec they just they have great colors the OEM wheels are solid I like I'm I'm struggling to find a thing to complain about (laughs) I know know. it It makes me mad because I like to I like to criticize things but The, the only reason I'm okay doing a Tycon right now is that I know there's a weight on the Rivians and yeah because th- I mean, oh, what a great car that looks to be! And the range—it seems like a great all-around proposition. Eventually, you'll get tired of the Taycan, and then finally, these will be in the hands of customers. <laughs> well, I am leasing it, so in a two or three years or whatever, I decide to do when it comes in. Oh, maybe yeah. maybe Taycan, or maybe we'll do a Rivian. My biggest thing was 
We've got that Lexus GX right now. We have been doing light off-road and overlanding in. And uh, I love that experience, but I wonder if I would feel guilty doing some of the things I want to do in something as nice as the Rivian. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're aware that is something much more expensive. Like if I roll over the GX, the worst thing that happens is $14,000 goes down the drain. Yeah. The Rivian's a lot more than that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know what I'd do because it's so capable. We've seen this so many times. The Long Way Up TV show for sure. Yeah. That. Um, and like three point, I mean, we talked about this before, but 3.3 inches more ground clearance than a Rubicon Jeep Wrangler or Gladiator. Ridiculous. Um, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. the big takeaway that I get, I mean, that we've all gotten just from watching what the video, what few videos I have and read a couple of the articles is pretty much everyone, as you said, Jordan is in love with this thing. Like yep. it's a truck that people have waited for. It's a truck that Rivian themselves didn't really talk much about for the most part uh, leading up to it. I mean, you hear bits and pieces about it for the last five or six years and they put a lot of time and you can tell that they took their time to make sure that they're getting it right. And it sounds like they have hit it out of the park and I'm sure where you live in Colorado, you're probably going to see a lot more of these than uh, Ben and I are in Raleigh <laughs> at first, at least until the SUV that. comes out. <laughs> and then we'll see what talk to like five people a week who are like yeah we are on the list for rivian it's i mean it's gonna be popular here the SUV at least will be in the truck i mean this is the south people buy what i want to see i'm excited to see him out there i am the the first really well i technically it's the first true electric truck i mean there was like that ford ranger thing from like 98 or something that was a plug-in electric truck <laughs> that some be, people say is the real first it'd be so funny if they had <laughs> like a a area like geofence software update to where in certain regions you could do that thing where you raise the front of the truck and lower the back with the air suspension <laughs> you need that in north carolina yeah i think it's been outlawed though now so uh, i will be by uh next year or uh, something january or 1st i think yeah yeah great um i mean credit i think to rivian on this because two years ago or three however long it was feels like a while now they said hey we're gonna make an electric pickup truck here's kind of what it looks like uh, and it's going to do these things really well. And I was like, okay. And then they didn't really do anything. They didn't say anything. They just kind of worked towards their goal. And they're like, okay, here we are. We And we did it, which is very, you know, it's almost kept them out of the spotlight a little bit because, you know, these things are so cracked with Tesla and other brands. And it's sort of like, okay, yeah. we're back. And here's our homework. It's exactly what we said we were going to turn in. Except and, we did a little better. And something Rivian is great at is actual progress reports. So with Tesla, mm -hmm. it's kind of exciting to not really know what's going to happen until Elon literally walks out on stage. <laughs> but with Rivian, and then it still doesn't happen. Rivian has a very active YouTube channel, like all throughout the process of development. They're super transparent. Yeah, there's could be things they hide. Who knows? Um, they probably don't want to show like, oh, here's the 50 times this failed before we got it right. <laughs> but they are doing a lot of like engaging really well-made youtube videos of just processes procedures and interviews and i i've really enjoyed their content as it's come out and it has dropped little things of like oh they're doing a cool little kitchen thing to slide out of the gear tunnel and um you know most of the focus has been on the r1t but the r1s is going to be really intriguing i've had people ask me when the first like big electric suv is coming out and i'm like well it's from the r1s it's coming yeah so and it's uh, for those who are off-road inclined, going to have a shorter wheelbase. Yep. So a little more capable, maybe. Breakover angle for days, but no kitchen. So <laughs> straight off. I mean, the kitchen's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I'd too. I'd choose the kitchen, but you know, <laughs> who knew? I'd never. I was never a truck person. Although I guess Rivian technically calls it an adventure vehicle. Yeah, a, I think they've like made BMW a lot. I'm not, I think they've made a lot of vehicle. people truck people. I don't like trucks, but I look at the R1T and I'm like, wow, I really want one of those so bad. You know, <laughs> yeah. the styling even is, works, I think, really well. Yeah. Well, that was a solid show. Thanks for joining us in all of our Taycan talk. Hopefully, if you had any questions, you don't anymore. <laughs> Um, be sure to check out our content at out of spec on Twitter. And of course, out of spec reviews, out of spec motoring channels on YouTube. We're kind of all over the place. Um, I, myself am on Twitter, Jordan underscore Schieffer. And then we've got Mike M underscore Breeling. Ben is Benji underscore OOS. And thanks again for Logan 
joining us. He's on Instagram at loganrodrian.design if you want to see some sweet raps. Yeah, um, very cool. Yeah, so we'll keep you posted with his Tycon, and especially when he wraps it, <laughs> it'd be really fun to see how that turns out. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining us. See you next time. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.